0: welcome to an emergency episode of the 100 podcast it's ed and charlie here with you and we've got big news breaking from the northern superchargers camp that we were going to react to Uh, darren layman has resigned as the northern superchargers men's head coach Uh, layman was in charge last year Um, and has decided to step down this year. Uh, Obviously Darren Lehman has had uh, some medical issues um, that have meant he's been scaling down his commitment. So a lot of this kind of makes sense. Um, In his statement, uh, he said that it's with a heavy heart that I have taken the decision to step down as coach of the Superchargers. As for many people, the continuing uncertainty around COVID-19, quarantining and restrictions begins to play a part in your decisions. Uh, The UK public got behind the new competition. I see it going from strength to strength. I thank the Superchargers supporters, staff, players, and wish them all very well. So this means that Marcus North um, will be taking the lead uh, cricket responsibilities as the Superchargers uh, director of cricket, basically. I think he's the director of cricket at Durham, so he's going to be taking on the lead there, I think, before they hire a new coach. Uh, This also comes... Uh, as a lot of the other backroom staff, Northern Superchargers, have left, including Andrew Gale, who's not had his contract renewed following the news at Yorkshire. So it'll be a new coaching staff and a new regime. Uh, It is worth mentioning that Lehman has a history um, that makes his position at Yorkshire, Northern Superchargers, pretty uncomfortable uh, obviously, he was banned for five ODIs in 2003 after using racially abusive language following his dismissal in the game against Sri Lanka. Uh, that's an unfortunate um, issue, obviously, to have at the Northern Superchargers in Yorkshire now. And there's absolutely no evidence of that played to that decision, but I think it is worth mentioning. Uh, and from both me and Charlie, we just want to wish our best to Darren. Uh, obviously, tough time for his. Him and his family, uh, heart attacks of that age and nothing nothing to be laughed at. Um, And I think it's probably a good thing for him that he is taking the, the opportunity to slow things down. I think it's probably a trend we'll see and moving forward with a lot of players and coaches uh, as long as the COVID bubbles go on because it really does take it out of you so all the best from this podcast to Darren uh, get well soon uh, let's move away from this Charlie and talk about what this means for the Superchargers new coaching staff Marcus North's kind of leading the cricket side it it kind of means that there'll be a refresh of the entire kind of organization bar the players really
1: well it does I mean you say bar the players but given that the uh, the draft is a couple of months away and we are slap-banging in the middle of the retention windows right now, it's possible that even on the playing side, we do see a little bit of a shake-up. I mean, it's very possible the new coach does want to have a little bit of a switch-up. They might want to let some players go. They might want to put their stamp on it, and the obvious way to do that is by picking up some big names in the draft. So we'll have to see how that works out. But yes, I think in general what we will see here is a bit of an identity identity change, if you will, for the superchargers going forward. I'm curious to see what that's going to look like.
0: Yeah, I think we, we talk about refreshing players. We've talked previously in other podcasts about how we feel that... The Superchargers actually, out of the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, alongside the Invincibles, a really strong core. They didn't perform last year; they didn't work, um, and you know you you can put the blame on that wherever you want. But they have such a strong core of domestic talent and overseas talent as well. You've got Adel Rashid, Harry Brook, David Willey, John Thompson, Tom kola Bryden Cass, and Majibo Rahman is there that's an incredibly strong core to your side. And whilst other teams out there might well be looking to you know get rid of half of their squad, looking at you, Welsh Fire, London Spirit, the Northern Superchargers actually aren't in a complete refresh situation necessarily. However, they do have a decision to make about their top two overseas picks, really. Because obviously you've got Majib in the 125k range and you keep Majib, which is fantastic, but Aaron Finch didn't play last year, and Chris Lynn had a subpar year. So, whilst you've got all these domestic options, a lot of them in the lower price brackets, you might need to bump them up a little bit, including Harry Brook and the like, Tom Collor Cadmore as well. You've got a lot of talent there. And then this new coach comes in with all this talent and Majiba Rahman, and gets basically his pick of overseas talent to add to that side. And I think that's really exciting.
1: Yeah, 100%. Especially, I think, with those two guys you mentioned there, Chris Lynn. I think he's very much a trademark Lehman signing. Obviously the Brisbane heat connection runs deep. Even Majib you could argue to a point as well is quite a Lehman signing. I think you'd be stupid to let him go because obviously he is a quality player, but, it's not impossible that a new coach does want to have a complete refresh there. As you said, the domestic talent is pretty strong. you'd say, at the superchargers. I think you'd be foolish to let too much of that go. Um, I think the obvious place where a new coach is going to stamp identity onto the side is with there's overseas picks. So, personally, I wouldn't let all three go. I'm keeping um, Majiba Rahman and letting the other two go. But, if they were to let all three go, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it would be the wrong decision, but it wouldn't shock me, necessarily. <laughs>
0: No. And I think, well, we're going to talk about coaches in a minute. The important thing is to make sure that there's a lack of continuity from the Leyman School of Coaching. That's not necessarily a criticism of, of Darren Lehman. That's just saying, I think this team needs to move away from Chris Lynn, basically. Yes. I think he just didn't have a great year. And look, Chris, Chris Lynn is a very talented player. And I've always thought that he could absolutely dominate uh, in England, but he doesn't fit the Northern Superchars. If he went to another team, maybe The Spirit or something like that. I could see him having success, but this whole Bold Brothers thing was very fun with them live until you remember that neither of them can play spin. And then it becomes a, becomes a real issue where teams are just like, well, I must ball spin then. And they go, like, ah, well, this is a problem. And then because they didn't really want either of them to drop down the order, you can't really use a shield. I mean, you probably could have actually stuck Chris Lynn three, four, maybe, and maybe move David Willey up the order. It was David Willey smash a spin. But then Willey and Lyde at the top of the order, I don't know how comfortable they'd be with that. So there were options, but I do feel like Chris Lynn probably isn't the guy. And also, by the way, Chris Lynn probably would have about three or four if Aaron Finch was there. So there was that dynamic as well. But yeah, I do think Lynn probably is to go and probably to try his hand somewhere else. So you're probably looking at at least one overseas new, Aaron Finch you can make an argument for, for sure. He's a fantastic player. So you can 100% make an argument for Finch, but I do think you have that other overseas slot. And then you will have some domestic slots available to, to bring in your own guys as well, although you're probably going to want to keep a lot of the guys they have there. So it's not a full refresh, but you do have the ability to bring in marquee players to properly support and balance a really strong core.
1: Yeah, you think so. I'd also like to mention Faf de Plessis, actually. You haven't mm-hmm. mentioned him yet, but he was on the books to replace Aaron Finch this season. Obviously he couldn't play a single game because of his concussion, which I believe was a holdover from the PSL made previously. Um so the new coach does have the option to retain Faf for this season should they want to. I don't know if I would personally, but the option is there and I think that is probably worth mentioning as an option.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into our retention possibilities in our Northern, Charger, Northern Superchargers Retention Special, which we'll be doing in the next month or so. I have a sense uh, of how I might go with that. Um, I think this side looks really, really interesting if you added a Casigo Rabada, or Onrigh Nohaya into it, potentially, um, to support that domestic seam attack. Um, suddenly, if you have both um, Rabada and cast. You've got some serious pace in that attack. You add Majeeb as well. And then maybe you get Faf in round three. He probably jumped down the bracket. You're looking really interesting there. So we'll talk about the possibilities, but I do think the Superchargers is a very good job. It's not a rebuild. It's not a job where you're thinking, what on earth do I do? These guys aren't going to be competitive. This is a team that could win the title next year, if used correctly. So let's go through some options, Charlie. Who are you looking at to potentially take over as the head coach in the Northern Superchargers?
1: Well, this is a good question. We spoke a little bit about this last night, actually, uh, while we were sort of playing this podcast. And one thing that you mentioned that I'm keen to mention now is Dan Vettori. Now, Dan Vettori, obviously, last season, was head coach of Birmingham Phoenix. Did a very good job there. Um, They came second. However, it's worth mentioning he wasn't meant to be their coach. He was only meant to be their assistant coach. That was supposed to be Andrew McDonald. Uh, Mm. Now, whether or not he is in play for this season, I don't know. Assuming he is... Uh, as planned, then that does open up the possibility that Vittori, having had a taste uh, of the head coach role and doing well at it, may want to seek other options uh, and seek other roles. Uh, And if that is the case, you think the Superchargers would be a pretty interesting fit for him. So I would mention his name first off.
0: Yeah, I think Dan Vittori should be a head coach in the 100. This is how we should go. But I I really do think he should be a head coach in the 100. I thought he did a great job with the Phoenix last year. Uh, A very good squad built at the Phoenix. And I think we've talked about it before. Vittori hasn't had the best track record in coaching. But a lot of the time, I feel that's because of roster construction. He's always been left with a side that doesn't play to his best instincts and leaves him in a bit of a position. That Middlesex side he coached, dreadful. Brisbane Heat really poor roster when he was there um and also RCB just did, it just wasn't a balanced squad um and i think with the phoenix he just he 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 didn't have a side which played to his usual uh, his usual template which is a good thing uh, and he had those explosive players up top um uh, you know the smeeds the allens the Livingstons, Moeen. And then he had some some good bowling options, especially in the spin department. Obviously, they were let down with a second seam, but That happens. But he did a great job with the Phoenix side that it was a very strong roster. Topping the group was probably a little bit of a surprise to a lot of people. Maybe not to us, but to a lot of people were surprised by that. So I think he did a magnificent job. The issue is with Vittori is that I just talked about his template and being put in a good position. The Northern Superchargers with Lynn and Finch and a group of domestic seamers who are maybe a bit hittable it's quite familiar, and I'm not completely sure this is the right job for him. He should be a coach in the 100, but I do think you have to think about fit. And I really do think Marcus North will have to think about that because you know, he did a great job last year, but if you put him in the same position he was in with Middlesex and the, you know, the, the heat and whatever, has nothing changed? Will anything change?
1: thing is that i feel like this could be quite an interesting position for him to change that mold a little bit uh mm-hmm. with the redraft coming up i think he has the option to change that overseas structure particularly i think as you mentioned if you bring in a really top quality uh overseas scene bowler that would be my priority for them personally speaking but if you do get a rubato or not here coming in uh, and you do get perhaps a, an upgrade on chris lynn someone like someone who can play spin idea maybe something like a josh felipe mold uh for slightly lower down uh, and if you can get a decent domestic steamer to come in and join the pack, then suddenly that team is looking considerably stronger and, more to the point, considerably more in terms of the mould of what Vittori might be looking to work with. So I think there's a possibility there that you can get a side that works for him.
0: Some other options out there who, and these two won't take the role, Trevor Bayliss uh, will potentially be in the role to be the new Australia coach by all accounts, so I doubt he would take a role uh, also, uh, Stephen Fleming, uh, didn't coach the Rockets last year. Um, and obviously I uh, got replaced by Andy Flower. I don't think he'll be coming back. So as much as he's a free agent, who'd be interesting. I don't think he'll go there. Uh, the big name, obviously, if you could make him do it, would be Ricky Ponting. Um, I think if you were really going to make a splash and get the best T20 coach out there, you, you could find, I would go for Ricky Ponting. I know I say this for every, uh, coaching, coaching search, but I think Ricky Ponting would be really, really interesting here. I think because sometimes in coaching you get guys who are really loyal to players they've worked with, players from their own countries. I think you see with Ricky, he's, he stays objective a lot of the time, I think. He finds some young, good players. Uh, and I think he, he trusts the process of the staff around him as well. I don't think he'd end up just picking Australians because he's Australian. He works with Norhea at the the Delhi Capitals. He also works with Kusiga Rabada at the Delhi Capitals. So straight away, you've got a connection there, um, which I think would suit them well. Uh, And then I think he's just a very strong leader and a very good cricket brain. So I think think Ricky Ponting would personally be my number one choice for the position.
1: I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I think the bigger question is, can you convince him to take the job? Um, If you can, I think you're laughing, really, I think. He is a really good coach and, like you say, has a really good ability to reshape that squad uh, and, I guess, make it in his mould. I know the transfer window at this point is reasonably short. and I know the draft isn't going to be a a major redraft at this point, but I still think he has enough leverage there to kind of put his own stamp on it. Whether or not he wants the job or would be willing to take it is probably another question, and that remains to be seen.
0: The final one I want to throw out there, Uh, Vikram Solanke would not I don't think be a coach there but you have seen he's been announced as one of the um, directors of cricket for one of the new uh, franchises in the IPL Uh, obviously with the situation up in Leeds might be nice to get a a guy like uh, Vikram up there who's got a lot of experience really good cricket brain a lot of success in domestic cricket but also isn't just another white man to come through. I think that might be an interesting change of pace for for around there, and might be good to get someone like him up there. And I like Vikram. It would be a director of cricket role. I don't think he'd be a head coach um, because I think that I think I think it would make sense for him to kind of be a slightly higher up figure and take control of what's going on there. Maybe you know move more Marcus North back to Durham. I, I don't know. He intrigues me as well. And I think, by the way, I think Vikram is a fantastic coach uh, by all accounts. What I've heard what we, we did with the sorry seconds and stuff. Some previously, he's been fantastic. But I think as a director of cricket, which he's doing in the IPL, might be very interesting. So I'll, I'll throw his name around there as well. Um, so I think those are kind of our choices, Charlie. For me, it's Ricky Ponting. What's it for you?
1: I mean, I think Ponting would be my front runner if he were available. Speaking realistically, he might not be the case. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see Vittori, and I think he might be a really quite interesting option there.
0: Well, let us know what you think. Who do you want to be the new coach on Northern Superchargers following the end of Darren Lehman's tenure? We'll have reaction to uh, what the squad does. We'll react to the new coach uh, and we'll talk about every single team and what they should do ahead of the draft with their attentions in episodes coming very shortly. We'll also have some fantastic content coming forward. We've got a really big project we're going to announce very soon. We're very excited about. So thank you very much for listening to this emergency episode of The 100 Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Podcast 100. And yeah, hopefully chat to you soon. All the best. Bye, guys.